0: It is that time, Thursday Finances. Stephen Pritchard in for a Thursday afternoon. Mate, big program coming up today.
1: Yep, we're going to have a talk about the commodities and currencies in a moment. And then we've got uh, Henry Jennings coming along to talk about... um, what's happened on the market and then we've got a bit later we've got Mandy Barton from Centrelink or I think it's called the Department of Human Resources or some fancy name now but everyone calls it Centrelink still. They'll
0: have changed their name before she's on don't worry about it.
1: Um, Anyhow we know who she is and she's going to talk about the changes to the income and asset thresholds as of the 1st of July and changes to the deeming thresholds, which will affect people's pensions.
0: Okay. Effect. How has uh, the currency as and commodities been the uh, last couple of days?
1: Uh, well, the gold price was down a little bit to $1,695 an ounce, so that was down about $13 an ounce on last week. Um, the nickel price was down $600.41 a tonne, to $19,433.52 a tonne. And the crude oil price was up $0.70 cents a barrel to $105.87. So not much change, really.
0: Just a little bit up and down on uh, both
1: there. Yeah, the currencies are a bit all over the place. Um, we're, we're up against the US dollar by, by um, 0.2 cents to 73.82 US cents. Um, against the British pound, we're down point four to fifty-five point eight one. cents 55.81 pence and against the euro we were 63.31 euro cents which is pretty much the same as last week um, the equity markets Plenty of red there, though. Plenty of red. Um, we're all a bit poor if we invest in the shop. <laughs> oh, all around the world this week. So how are we
0: going to how are we going to afford our fifteen cent uh, shopping bags if we're poor this week, Stephen? Well, how's that going kind to of work?
1: No, I think this is. <laughs> the, I think that that is one of the biggest. It's not so much the fifteen cents markets. the mm. fact we're being. You know, those replaceable, reusable, or whatever you want to call things, are far more environmentally unfriendly than the ones they're replacing. Oh, you know. There's a, there's, a, there's a UK study that says they've got to be used 114 times. So, well, I use I
0: use my bags the second time to go to the garbage. No, that's, and that's
1: the, the single-use one. So-called the, single-use. The, the, yeah. the new thicker ones have to be used 114 times for the same environmental effect. Okay. So, you know, do you think they're going to last that long? Um, but apparently Woolworths has got a report, uh, and we've kind of asked for it, but and Coles has got a report on all this but we've also asked for that but they haven't been able to find them at the moment. Anyhow, back to the markets. Um, the, the All Ordinaries um, was 6,273 which was down 32 points on the week. Uh, S&P 500 was um, 2,713 which was down 3 points on the week and the Hang Seng Index, which is the Hong Kong Index, was down 255 points to Um, 28,241. Stocks that local people are trying to look at or invest in or seem to have a lot of money in, Um, BHP was... um, down 70 cents on the week to $33.05 CBA was up 36 cents to $73.59 and surprisingly Telstra was up uh, 9 cents to $2.71 and uh, NIB was down 19 cents to
0: $5.61. you say surprisingly that Telstra was up a bit there? Um, Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any good news coming out of the telco sector really I mean more competition, TPG's still talking up their mobile network. Um I'm just surprised that it's up. It's the first you, time it's gone up for ages.
0: You just can't find a real reason for the spike. There's swipe. no real
1: reason for okay. it. To go up, no. um, the Petrol prices—they um, were—they were, they were uh, down point six cents to a dollar thirty-five point six in Newcastle, a dollar twenty-seven point four in Sydney. So down almost six cents in Sydney. And the diesel price in Newcastle pretty much the same—a dollar thirty-seven point five—and in Sydney a dollar thirty-six point one.
0: All righty, that's a look at the money this week and uh, I guess in a moment we'll come back and find out what uh, Henry has to say.
1: Yeah, we'll see what Henry's got to say about what's happening where.
0: Alrighty, so right, he's got a lot of stuff on his... Uh, everything from wine to tyres to uh, bigger.
1: Well, he went to a party last week so we might be asking, asking him about
0: that. I wonder if he wore that $600 pair of shoes that he uh, told us about a while back. Well,
1: didn't he only pay two or something? <laughs>
0: he's very frugal with his money. And it is a good afternoon. Henry Jennings, because he's the senior commentator with Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. And uh, lots uh, lots for you happening at the moment. You had a big party last week, for End of financial year, <sighs> with a whole bunch of financial types. Uh, a little bit of a big party,
2: yes, down to Melbourne for a bit of a catch-up with the rest of the firm. So, oh, yeah, it was I, always good fun. I
0: have to ask the question, did you have that that pair of shoes on that were $600 you got for 250 or something or did you find uh, it? Goes? no
2: I didn't actually that was your chance right. to wear them uh, well I'd, it was a casual evening
0: <laughs> oh okay
2: so it wasn't uh, I had other shoes on my tootsies
1: I'm glad you had shoes on then
2: anyhow I did I did yeah. well, you got to in Melbourne it's freezing
1: oh it's always freezing in Melbourne
2: god yeah. probably,
1: every time I've been to Melbourne it has been freezing yeah it was Even the in coldest summer.
2: June I think they've had for a,
1: Yes, anyhow, well, they can keep that here. It's cold enough here. Oh, it's not too bad today, but it's been cold oh, it's enough beautiful. here for the last stunning. Week. Yes. It's stunning. Yes. stunning. Yes. And anyway. West Farm is uh, going to offload Kmart tyre and auto business. Yeah. Which is well, interesting. Is it? Well, oh, I was thinking oh, about oh, it and I thought I wouldn't even think of going to Kmart for tyres, to be honest. Would you? No.
2: I, I've, I have done the, um, done the ring around. I mean, tyres are always a tricky one, aren't they? Because it's a sort of, kind of one of those perishables that you've got to have. Yep. And, um, you tend to, when it comes time, you tend to do the ring around, at least I do, and you phone up, uh, a number of tyre places, and there seems to be quite a discrepancy yeah, yeah. in prices, but I, I know for, And getting the most out of it.
1: and the old has moved on to become chairman of Qantas, hasn't
2: he? Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he has, yeah. Uh, Richard Goida, I mean, yes. it's a, you know what it's like, Stephen. There's a big boys' club at the yeah, top yeah, end of yeah, town. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, a revolving, uh, it's a revolving kind of boys' club as well. So, you know, you, you go out of one door and you come in the other door. It's, um, it's pretty easy. There's, oh, there's a, there's a limited gene pool. And girls' club as well. Well, not so much, on the girls. Pub, um unfortunately,
1: but I guess we'll get there eventually on a uh, 50-50 split. So yes. We'll see. And down at Treasury Wines Estate, they're thinking about or going to, um, which wasn't quite clear, start making Penfolds wine blended up in the US?
2: Yes. Uh, this, this is an interesting one, I guess. Uh, maybe this has got something to do with tariff wars, I don't know, but uh, certainly Treasury Wine Estates um, are looking to um, expand the kind of Penfolds brand. They're even uh, talking about a fortified wine with uh, some uh, Chinese uh, additive that goes into it to kind of um, Chineseify. Is that a word? A Chineseify? I'm sure it is now, now. anyway. Um, fire their product, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess it's a departure for um, for uh, Treasury wine estates, but I guess it does give them some diversity if they have some issues with. Um
1: Drinkers, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, yes. And down at Sigma, Pharmac- been a while. Uh, a long time. <laughs> it's down at Sigma Pharmaceuticals. Ooh. Yes, they've lost. it. Ooh. Well, they said they didn't even submit a uh, 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 tender for it.
2: Well, um, this has been a bugbear for Sigma for some time. They've had a bit of a falling out with Chemist Warehouse. And yes, you're right. I don't think they even did submit anything to it. They they basically said that there wasn't enough money in it for them. That the margins were too tight. Um, As a result, they've lost out the contract to Chemist Warehouse to supply them with all their um, drugs and and stuff. Um, They're up. They're a wholesale uh, in terms of PBS drugs and those sorts of things. So it. They're trying to play it down, and it doesn't start till um, I think 2019 is when they lose it. But they the share price got absolutely decimated. This is their biggest customer. Um, I think it's 40% of their earnings. Um, where they go from here is. went from, uh, where did they go from? They went from, uh, where is it, 81 cents, they're now 45 cents. Ah. Not happy Jan.
1: Mm, the value investors might be looking at it. Uh,
2: yeah, they might. It's certainly got a, uh, a markdown sticker on it, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Sometimes all that glistens is not gold in the pharmacy. The problem is, I guess, Chemist Warehouse is just such a behemoth these days. Mm-hmm. It's just a... It's the Bunnings of chemists, and even in my small little suburb in the northern beaches of Avalon, we've got um, three chemists, one of which is Chemist Warehouse, which is huge. There's another huge one, and there's a little tiny one, and you can kind of feel a bit sorry for the little tiny one.
1: Yes. And Uh, there's a new CEO at Domain?
2: There is. uh, Well, Anthony the Cat Catalano uh, left a little while ago having run the um, public listed Domain for, not very Long, and he's been replaced by a gentleman by the name of Jason Pellegrino, who uh, I believe does a lovely line in Italian water, yes. um, but, but he also, um, he was the former MD of Google Australia, so he's been um, hired, he gets half a million dollars sign-on bonus, nice work, and he gets a couple of million bucks worth of domain shares, just to keep him honest. Um, so, certainly a very tempting offer for him, of course, um, the great thing about the cat Main from those kind of agents now of course Mr Pellegrino doesn't have that pedigree so he's far more in terms of uh, you know search engine optimization and and um you know how to get eyeballs to see that the um the homes that are on there so it's going to be interesting to see how this one works out under him um the market was a bit ho-hum about the whole deal and the stock actually kind of went down um but at least they have found someone to um
0: Got to say, Henry, you had me at half a million dollar sign-on bonus. That must be part of that limited uh, gene pool you were talking about earlier.
2: <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. It, um, <laughs> it must be that. That's, that's a nice. Well, I guess if if you work for Google, you you might have been there a while. You might have got some uh, options and stuff like that from when they, you know, from the from the days when they weren't worth a lot of money. In which case, if you're going to price someone out, they might lose their options. In which case, you've got to make it attractive for them. But that's a nice little offer, isn't it? Half million uh, in shares.
0: A takeover panel rejecting an Atlas referral. What's that all about?
2: Um, well, there's a bit of a battle royale going on at the moment between Gina Reinhart and uh, Twiggy Forrest. Uh, Gina through Hancock Prospecting and uh, Twiggy through Fortescue Metals to buy a little iron ore minnow called Atlas Iron and they've gone from sort of one and a half to three cents to the current bid from Gina is four point two cents in cash. Now I think the takeover panel has knocked back uh, Fortescue's um, kind of objections to the Hancock bid. So, yeah, it's still, the game is afoot, as they say, and I guess we're waiting for, uh, see if Twiggy comes with a, with an increased offer. The stock's just around um, the, sh- the share price of the bid, so market still thinks that maybe we'll see a higher offer, although it's, um, it's debatable, I have to say. He might just walk away with his profit having
1: Yes, And then the, the other thing I've, I, I never kind of knew existed, but I seem to have, a client rang me up about it, and then I sort of think in the financial review this week too. Australian Whiskey Holdings. Hmm. Yes, do they making a new Glenmorangie or something?
2: Um, well, oh, well, this, is, uh, this is an interesting one, I guess. Um, Australian Whiskey Holdings. Now, there, there was a lot of scandal uh, some time ago, I think, where there was a company called Nant, Uh, which promised um, that you could um, invest with them and you basically, um, you know, they they laid down the scotch for five years for you and they they paid you an income on your scotch and at the end of the five years you you got a barrel of scotch basically and you could sell it or you could do what you like with it. Now, um, this turned out to be a complete con Um, and um, the thing went into receivership and Australian whiskey bought this for $1.7. very well-known
1: Someone yeah. had drunk all the whiskey that was supposed to be stored for investment. Yeah. So yes, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah,
2: there wasn't quite as much whiskey as they you're said being, there was. and being drunken. People, hmm. Yeah, well, people were buying the barrels and the barrels didn't exist. They just relied on more people coming in to pay the distributions to the people that had already bought the barrels, yes. which is kind of a Ponzi. But anyway...
1: Yeah, and it's just one other stuff. thing. Marley Spoon, that's the food delivery company, seems to have... Opened at the low issue price.
2: Well, yes, we, we either call it Wooden Spoon yes, yes, or the sure. Marley swoon, yes. Um, But yes, certainly it hasn't been an auspicious start for um, for Marley Spoon. They have tried to pick themselves up off the floor, and of course the um, the CEO has um, has said that you know, no one understands. Their habits and not go to
1: Woolies or or Coles and it will just get the food uh, delivered it's by not him, someone it's like not gonna no it's not going to happen it's not and but what can happen if you want to review your portfolio you can you can get a couple of weeks free trial yes you
2: can and we we had some end of year specials.
0: As always, Henry Jennings, thank you for being part of Thursday Finance. Thanks, Mark. This time around July 1, always changes happening. This time, pensions are, are, are all Yeah, the, 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 books. the
1: pensions, um, a couple of pension tests have changed on the 1st of July and they'll affect people's benefits. So is here to talk to us about that, plus another benefit that I, I never even knew existed. Um, and we'll have a bit about that in a moment. So the Income and asset thresholds changed on the 1st of July. So that flows through to your pension.
3: It does. So for people who are receiving a part rate of pension, they may have noticed a small increase to their pension after the 1st of July. And it's not that the pension rate itself changed, but on the 1st of July each year, the thresholds which determine the rates of pension that a person receives effectively um, are indexed. Yeah, so we've seen some increases and of course all the thresholds are relevant based on whether a person is single or partnered, a homeowner or a non-homeowner. But they've all jumped up a little bit and that's going to see our part rate pensioners receiving a small increase to their pensions.
1: So on the assets, which I've I've just been thinking about, on the asset um, test, how often do you revalue the assets? So the
3: assets are Well, I guess it depends on what type of assets we're talking about here. So a customer um, has the obligation to notify any change in their circumstance as it occurs. Mm -hmm. So effectively anything over $2,000, they should be notifying a change on. Um, Centrelink actually do revalue some assets automatically. Yep. So each um, 20th of March and the 20th of September, which are our CPI um, pension indexation dates, I guess you'd say, um, the... Shares and unit-based managed funds that a person holds are reassessed. So we re-look at the prices of those investments um, twice a year and automatically apply the new values. Okay. Um, People who hold account-based income streams... Yep we uh, revalue those twice a year. So most superannuation funds now are on board at providing that information to us directly twice a year. Um, Another asset that we do now revalue automatically is real estate. Mm -hmm. So if a person has a property apart from their own home, um, we revalue that asset annually. Uh, There is no set date for that. Each person... You know, based no, on I was
1: more interested in the shares and the, the managed shares. funds because they're changing every day and I thought, yeah.
3: They do. They yeah, fluctuate yeah, yeah. daily. I mean, we can, reval- we can revalue them as a person requests. So yes. if someone wants them revalued more often than the twice a year, they can ask at any time to have those revalued. Mm-hmm. Um, we only do it twice a year automatically. Okay.
1: Okay. So, what are the new um, thresholds for asset tests?
3: Okay. So, for a single homeowner, the current threshold now is $258,500. So, if their assets are below that, the asset test wouldn't affect the rate of pension. And for a single non-homeowner, the new threshold is 465500 And then for our couples the homeowner threshold has just increased to $387,500 and for um, non-homeowners, $594,500.
1: So they can have that amount of money before it affects their pension on an asset test basis.
3: From an asset test basis, yes. that's yes. correct, because yes. we still always have to be looking at the income test, Yes. Um, because potentially if they did have that amount in cash, the income may actually reduce the pension under the income okay. test. Okay,
1: so what are, what are the income test thresholds?
3: So they've just increased for a single person now. The allowable income threshold is up to $172 per fortnight, and for couples, the threshold has just increased to $304 per fortnight.
1: And isn't there some working-related thing that doesn't get included in the income test as well?
3: For Age Pension Age customers, so people who have already reached Age Pension Age, there's something called the work bonus that applies. So that's for people who are working for wages or salary-type income. The first $250 per fortnight that they earn from wages or salary does not count toward that income threshold.
1: So that's basically $250 you can earn.
3: From wages. From
1: wages before that it starts to affect you. Yeah,
3: so if I had a, a part time job and the, I was earning $600 a fortnight, the, only the 350 would affect the rate of pension.
1: Right, so that's quite a significant um, concession there, really, 250 a fortnight.
3: Yeah, it's a good. And for couples, it's effectively $250 each, so they could so both it's be earning. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, and then. Um, of course, the income that's calculated for this from investment income isn't the same as what you may have actually received.
3: No, that's right. So, deeming rules are how Centrelink assess income on financial investments. So, quite simply, deeming is an assumed rate of return. So, we're looking at people's income uh, from savings, term deposits, shares, managed funds, and we're applying the deemed rates of interest rather than the actual return.
1: And we might come back in a minute and talk about um, what the new deemed thresholds are. Yes. Something a lot of folks aren't
0: all that aware of.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's a payment that's been around for a number of years, but Um, essential medical equipment payment. So it's basically a a payment that people can apply for if they are required um, to have certain medical equipment in their home and that results in additional costs in the home energy.
1: Right, so such equipment could be a, a ventilator or a. Yeah,
3: home dialysis home machine. Dialysis. There's a, there's a, you can look up the information if you look on our human services website and just put in the search bar essential medical equipment payment, it brings up a list of qualifying equipment. Machines. Oh. Yeah,
0: Mandy, with a lot of folks coming into Centrelink and not aware of this payment, and you, and you and your team are like, "Hey, have you are you aware of this? Aware of that?" And is that a lot of that happening?
3: Well, I mean, certainly myself, I can only talk for myself. If I am d- talking with a customer and you know notice they have a significant medical condition, it's certainly something I'll raise and just say, "Look, is this a payment you've heard of?" Um, if they're not already receiving it, because um, I mean, as we all know, every every little bit helps. So if you know if we've got higher energy bills because of our medical condition then this payment's there to assist them from the Commonwealth Government.
1: And speaking of... M- energy bills, there's an energy supplement as well?
3: The energy supplements are part of the actual pension so people who are receiving a pension payment, age, disability carer payment, um, as part of their payments they are receiving an energy supplement to help with their bills so the current maximum rates of pension for our pensioners are $907.60 a fortnight for singles um, $684.10 each for each eligible member of a couple, um, the energy supplement supplement is incorporated
1: within that payment. Ah, so it's not like a separate amount? That's...
3: No, it's incorporated within the payment. The pension itself is made up of a number of different components. So we start with a basic rate of pension and then we have a number of add-ons. So the energy supplement, there's a utilities allowance, a um, telephone allowance, there's a number of different benefits that all add up together to give us those maximum rates of payment.
1: So, so do you check that, say for the telephone allowance, do you actually check that people have got a telephone?
3: No. No, they're no. eligible to receive that payment because obviously everyone uses a telephone, um, even if they're not holding one themselves, I guess. That's
0: very interesting to know, Mandy, that like, I, I would always thought the pension, you got the X amount, uh, whatever yeah. it was, but it, it turns out that it's uh, it's very complex.
3: Lots of little bits and pieces there to join it all up.
0: And I'm sure if anyone wants to find out more, get in contact with f- such friendly folks such as yourself at Settling. Mandy, thanks for coming and being part of Thursday Finance. Thank you. And you too, Stephen. you'll be back, back next week, I'm no, sure. I'll
3: be back next week.